Chad and Zay. Hour number three on a Wednesday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Picks out a beat to start every third hour. What do we got today, Zay? NWA. R-E-Z-E. Boys Mm. in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, NWA era, obviously. Yeah. Classic Dre beat. The boys in the... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't sing much of that album on on the air. No, you really can't sing anything. I will get fired. A little easy NWA beat to get us started. Real quick, before we get into the conversation with Chip Brown, a Longhorn update. uh, Softball scheduled to go against UTSA today. They have canceled that game because of weather moving in. So if you're headed out to the softball game, it has been canceled for today. All right, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. It's our weekly visit with Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast, the Morning Brew article, and if, he, uh, if you're on Twitter, at Chip Brown 247 Chip, how are you, sir? What's going on? Man, uh, we're always excited to talk to you, but then you reminded me that the barnstorming begins uh, this time of year where Coach Sark and, and the crew head out and start talking to fan bases and boosters and uh, interested parties and get the energy built up for the season. Today was the Houston event, uh, and uh, you've been nice enough to give us a little time after that. I appreciate it. I'm glad it all worked out. Um, how was everything today uh, with Sark? Oh man, he was barnstorming. He was—he uh, feels good about this football team. He feels good about the player and coaching staff retention, um, and he knows that the expectations are are going to be high, and that he's uh, he's got to make sure that his team remains the hunter and not the hunted. Kind of the. Uh, you know, remember that that uh, pregame sideline interview Kirby Smart gave right before his team demolished TCU? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's about the hunter. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, too. That's what they need to be. Yeah, you know, you talk about being a hunter and not the hunted. And, you know, a lot of national media has given this team so many high expectations, which this is the University of Texas. That's why you come here. You should have expectations every year. But we know what this last decade and some change have been, Chip. But when you got guys like Jordan Whittington, Jalen Ford, you know, you got some real guys that can take over leadership duties when guys who are going get drafted tomorrow they were serious leaders in their own right but you have to feel confident about this texas team or the leadership moving forward with all the expectation yeah i mean we've talked about it i think it's a a big 12 title game or bust type of year um the great coaches typically are either playing for a conference title or winning one in their first three years at a school. You, you know, go back and look at the coaches who've won, you know, gone on to win national championships. That's typically the case. And, and I think Steve Sarkeesian knows it. I mean, he knows that, you know, everybody's going to be uh, looking at Texas. And, and even he's saying this is the – you know, this team is finally uh, a team that's built in my image. We want, you know, big, 
uh, linemen, we want speed, it's a skill position, and and a quarterback who can can uh, you know lead a team and. He certainly feels good about his quarterback room with with Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy, and and Arch Manning. Chip, uh, take uh, take the fans into these events a little bit. Once Sark, I'm assuming this is something where maybe Sark's got a little bit he says, and then I'm assuming there's some kind of question and answer that happens. Is that Q&A with you guys in the media? Is it folks that have shown up for this event? Is it a little bit of both? And what was the kind of – if there is a Q&A, what did the folks want to know about? Whoever was asking questions, did it go to quarterbacks first, or where did the discussion go? That's so funny because – Steve Sarkeesian. So there was both. Okay. He met with the media. He met with the media before the luncheon, and then, you know, for the luncheon, it's it's the Q and A from the from the crowd, and um, he he you know Jim Mackingvale, Mattress Mac, who's always you know betting uh, that you know if the Astros win the World Series, the furniture furniture you you buy will be free and all that stuff and uh and sark basically said uh mac how much you want to bet the first questions about the quarterback (laughs) and and someone asked about the defense just to be funny but i thought the i thought the best question and and response was uh, someone asked so did arch manning you know, pick Texas because of NIL money. And Sark said, I'm glad you asked that. Absolutely not at all. And he said, I wish I could show you a text message from Cooper Manning that, that said, um, you know, let this be an example to the other kids you're recruiting that uh, Arch Manning picked Texas because he loves Texas not because of NIL. And he said that Arch Manning has taken zero NIL dollars to this point and that his grandfather, Archie Manning, um, has said that he shouldn't be able to take NIL money until he's on the field as a player. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Now that's yeah. an old school that's way to look at it. That's very old head. I like that's the very old, old head, that Grandpa. Good stuff. Sure. Way to go, Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff. You know, tomorrow night is a huge recruiting night for the University of Texas with Bijan Robinson being in Kansas City for the NFL draft. I know Sark is going up there to support his running back like he should. And I remember when Lake Travis owned offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Big reason why he didn't want to come to Texas because he did not see the development there and his goals of trying to get to the NFL and you want to start being coming to Alabama's and the Georgia's and the Ohio State where you see people shaking Roger Goodell's hand from that school you want to go to how big is it for a recruiting standpoint seeing B. John Robinson walk down that stage and shake Roger Goodell's hand tomorrow no doubt I mean that's that's what uh that's been something that's been holding Texas back. We know that, that, you know, I mean, it's been forever since Texas had a, an offensive player taken in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, I think it's Vince Young, actually. So, yep. you know, it's, 
you know, that that stuff has got to end. That and the offensive lineman um, droughts in the first round, which probably will be remedied by Calvin Banks in a couple more years. But uh, it is big. You know, I mean, recruiting is so much about what is what has just happened. What is shiny and new? Don't tell me about history. I want to see results right here, right now. And, you know, B. John Robinson, in addition to being an unbelievable talent, is, is a fun guy. He's a great guy. He's engaging. And Steve Sarkeesian talked about that today. He said, I don't know what some of these NFL teams are thinking. Um, I think there's a ton of value in getting B. John Robinson in the first round because you get him for five years under a rookie contract when when backs typically are their most productive. And and that is a, a great point. But he said, you know, you're getting a guy who's not only going to help your team, he's going to be an amazing presence in your locker room and in your community. And and so, yeah, there's no doubt that, that uh, B. John Robinson is going to be uh, a big face of, of Texas football recruiting tomorrow night. Chip, everybody that uh, that I've heard discuss it the last couple of weeks has said that there's pretty much no way Bijan's falling all the way to the Cowboys at 26. Uh, would you agree with that? Do you like the discussion of him in that top 10, Atlanta, or maybe number 10 at Philly? Do you think he goes pretty early? Man, I, I can see the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, with two picks in the first round, I can see them you know, making a move on Bijan right there. But it's, um, you know, it's going to be interesting because um, I think I think teams can overthink stuff. And this one is a no-brainer. I mean, there's, you know, most accounts say there's 16 true first-round picks in the draft. And Bijan Robinson is, is in the top half of that. So, you know, throw your throw your analytics out the window about running backs across the board and look at Bijan Robinson. Um, you know, if you think you're a player away, if you think you're a running back away um, to making your offense just a, you know, a Super Bowl contending offense, then you absolutely, you know, take Bijan Robinson at 10. So that would not shock me to see him go, in the top ten. Yep. Chip, what are your thoughts on the upcoming years with the new schedule having Michigan and Ohio State not very SEC-like with a tough schedule like that? What do you think of those moves playing those Big Ten teams once the Horns go to the SEC? You know what? I think with the expanded playoffs, you're okay. Um, you know, okay, you play a top team – um, typically, if you're playing another team that's that's up there, say a top 10 team, maybe even a top 15 team, uh, and you go on the road and you lose, um, you know, when we get to a 12-team playoff, you're gonna have you're gonna have teams with two, maybe even three losses, and and I get it, the SEC is a is a gauntlet, but um, you know you. You're going to have teams with multiple losses getting into that playoff. So I think it's more forgiving than if 
if we were staying in a four-team playoff situation. Uh, and if you win that game, man, your your seeding, your your ability to 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 get maybe an easier draw in that twelve-team playoff. Uh, is helped immensely. I, I think back to Texas in 05, going up to Ohio State. Uh-oh. That's an Ohio State fan cut the phone. Yeah. I mean, every time. they just I know where he was going, though. Oh, yeah. No, that was huge. To... That, that win, because we know Ohio State, they were the third best team. Well, there he is, oh. there he is. Sorry, Chip, you cut out a little bit during the answer. I thought an Ohio State fan had cut your phone, but you said they when they went up to, to Columbus. Go ahead. Yeah, when they went up to Columbus, they proved to themselves they could they could get it done. It, it filled their confidence tank in addition to just cementing them as the number two team in the country that year behind USC. So um, I think that, um, you know, I don't think he's looking to uh, lighten the schedule as Texas moves into the SEC, you know, primarily because that expanded playoff will allow for uh, teams to get in with multiple losses. Yeah, I think it's a good point. All right, that's Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Check out that flagship podcast, the Morning Brew article. Obviously, there'll be a lot going on and uh, things to talk about after the Houston barnstorming event at Chip Brown 247. Follow it all there. Chip, safe travels, brother. Uh, enjoy the draft getting started tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right, sounds good, fellas. Good stuff. Thanks, Chip. Good stuff there. And I think it's a terrific way to look at that as we were talking about if you missed it today texas fans uh it's official now that it's at michigan in 24 host michigan in 27 and you mentioned zay that ohio state's going to end up texas and michigan have played once ever rose Bowl. ever that's it like you don't even have to th- nobody has to even kind of think about it so texas being that brand name putting other brand names on the schedule i love it i love it and and chip brings up the great point in a 12-team expanded playoff, how many years will there be at least three SEC teams? A lot. Every year, maybe? A ton. I'm going to guess it's four. I'm going to guess you're going to get four SEC teams a year anyway. So play a badass. Don't be scared. I really hope the conference bends itself towards nine nine conference games. Because if you do that... You can go nine games, one more game that's in your conference, and then you only have the choice of going two pieces of garbage if you really want to. That way it's not three. So you're you're and and then hopefully other teams will do what Texas is doing. Look at the expanded schedule and go, oh yeah, we could schedule whoever. Right. And then that Texas fan base, man, say for you and all the Longhorn fans listening right now, all the griping that I've heard over the years about some of these Big Twelve locations. Like, come on, man, I don't want to go back to Manhattan and Waco and Ames or whatever. Are those teams coming here? I'm so tired of that. So you already know you're probably – what you're probably adding in with the SEC, and you're not afraid to say, oh, yeah, let's go to the big house. Yeah. Let's go to the shoe. Yeah, going from a four-team playoff to a 12-team playoff makes the most difference in the world. And it's going to alter the Big Ten, too. Remember, UCLA and USC, they'll be there very soon. Yeah, so that's a great point. And I was going to say, and do not be afraid. Do not lose Lincoln Riley's number no matter what you do. No. Don't ever be afraid to call them up. Absolutely. And UCLA, too, just because, you know. 
Yeah, and the you way get, you get it up going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and the way Ohio State and Michigan, hell, we, Michigan just came down here and plucked the one of the linemen right in our backyard. Now we know that he has family ties. Sure, that's a little different, but still, yeah. we know Ohio State. We just talked about Garrett Wilson with Chip. They're willing to come down and pluck those guys. You go up there, beat their ass, <laughs> and show them that no, you stay down here. We're better than those schools. You know what? I didn't even thought of that angle, but that's true. That timing is going to work out where if Blake Frazier, who you're referencing there Blake Frazier at Vandergrift dad went to Michigan he's gonna be at Michigan mm-hmm. when Michigan comes here mm-hmm, Blake oh. that's gonna be fun dude that family you talk about a big day for that family obviously a huge day for Texas and everything too that's really cool stuff uh hopefully uh we will find out we I th- there was talk about us finding out by the end of April how the SEC was gonna roll out starting next year I still haven't heard it yet Mr. Sankey whenever you're ready if the SEC could please stop talking about rushing the field and rushing the court and get on to the, this stuff, I'd really appreciate that. Maybe be chilling. Are we really going to be flipping out about all that? SEC be chilling. Remember how long they took? They could have just went and said, you know what, we'll help pay and get Oklahoma and Texas over here. and didn't do that. Did you hear this crap about they're considering taking games from people? As a as Excuse a punishment, yeah. what does that mean? Taking home games away from teams if you have too much uh, field or court rushing. That's what they're focused on. That's odd, and they're doing it to themselves. Yeah, it's not an NCAA thing. Nobody's telling you to do that. You're the SEC. You cast the shadows. Nobody else casts shadows on you. What are you doing? Yeah, that's a little odd. Do what you do. Hey, this just in: Arkansas fans are kind of crazy. Tennessee fans are kind of crazy. They may rush the field. My Aggie folk, we didn't rush the field for years. We've done it twice now. Right. It's going to happen. Stop it with the fines and the craziness. Yeah, I think. I mean, really, what is it? What, are you, what are we doing? I mean, what Alabama and Georgia have become in the SEC, it's weird because it's the SEC. Nobody should be charging the field, you know, except if it may be South Carolina, Vanderbilt, those real lower it's schools. But other than that, like, LSU shouldn't be charging the field. Tennessee, y'all shouldn't be charging the field on nobody. And that's what I think SEC people are trying to say. Like, no one should be charging the field on anyone. Look no. at yourself as equals to Georgia and Alabama. But with what Saban and Kirby Smart have done over the years, we get it mixed nope. up that these guys are so superior. It's just we got we to gotta charge the field and stuff like that. I don't, I don't get Like, Texas, we never, ever should charge the field on anyone. Texas is a team that has always stood on that idea and I don't know that they ever ne- they ever would. I still ask that question about had they pulled off the game against Bama, what might have happened? I don't know. Because sometimes yeah. those moments take you over. But I would still go back to, it's the branding of the conference. SEC. It just means more. They're going to rush the field because they're crazy. That's what you're joining. You're joining a conference that's so crazy, good and bad, that it does all just mean more, including when you're Kentucky and you knock off Tennessee and Lexington, the people in blue may want to run on the field. I say, so what? That's part of it. That's the pageantry part. That's why college football gets love over pro football, because of the pageant part of it. Let it happen. Yeah, I see both sides. What are we doing? I I see both sides. They're acting like nine people are getting trampled to death every time this happens. It's not the case. I mean, well, you got to think about 
the moments that we've seen where players interact with the fans in a yeah. negative way. Right. Like those cheap shots where fans run into the back of players or vice versa, where fan or players have taken out random fans running the field and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we need to get that out of Absolutely. That, that, those and, things, and that's, that's a little toxic. And that's survival of the smartest. You figure out what you shouldn't do. The more you rush the field, the more you learn how to act when you rush the field. <laughs> Stay away from the players in the uniforms and helmets. If I if y'all can't figure that out, a rule's not going to help. An SEC rule's not going to make y'all understand that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, some good talk there from Chip on the future for Texas, but also the future for Bijan Robinson. Chip, like a lot of people, circling that number ten Philadelphia Eagles. My God, I hope Bijan's not an Eagle by tomorrow into tomorrow night. I got to prep for that over the next twenty four hours. Uh, up next, let's talk about why today matters. Speaking of the draft, it's April twenty sixth, and C.J. Stroud was asked about the cognitive test, and his answer is telling. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Wednesday. We are one day away from the NFL draft. A lot of stuff going on around here. This is definitely a song I'm familiar with. Is the is the phrase black sheep either the band or the song? The band. The band is black sheep. Yep. Okay. It's a great song. What's it called? Uh, the choice is yours. Oh, man. So tell me about Black Sheep. What do I need to know? Um, I don't much know much about these guys. I know this was a hit. I know they were a part of the Native Tongues, which we talked about, De La Soul and uh, Tribe Called Quest, okay. Queen Latifah and them. So he was a part of that crew. So they're New York as well? Is that, <sighs> is that, is all, are all the, is all of that New York? Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. Because Queen Latifah's from New York. Correct. Right? Okay. Black Sheep. Yeah, every time I hear this song, it always makes puts me in a good mood. Yeah, that's a good song. I don't know how many hits they had, but I want to say this album was a big deal. The very, Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Very catchy. Very catchy tune. Black Sheep, Cool in the Gang, Bananarama, Sal Soul Orchestra, and Aerosmith have all been a part of the show. Plus, the easy ENWA beat to start the hour was fantastic. Because speaking of things that put me in a good mood, Easy e always puts me in a good mood. I always smile when I hear Eazy-E. Right. Every single time, man. Nobody else sounds exactly like that. You give you got that Dre beat on, as the foundation in Eazy-E, and it's just not a whole lot like that. You right. couldn't even rap. Like, I mean, that's... Dre, Dre and them were like you. They're like, yo, your voice, we got to put it on the mic. That's I, how- I can't rap. He's like, we got that covered. Oof. Cube. We got it covered. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You're we'll good. You. I got you. You're good. I got you. It's a, it's one thing to have a you know a couple people saying I got you when those people are Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. They got you. Well, if you're Easy E, you need to understand what these guys are bringing to the table because Easy could have said, you know what, Cube, you need to get a lot of this love. You need to get a lot of this paper, and it wasn't that way. He was getting most of the money, yet Cube was writing the lyrics, and that was the disconnect. Yeah, that's why right. Cube ended up leaving and having so much, right. you know, have so many issues with the guys. And then it was a trickle down effect. Dre was like, "Oh yeah, Cube was right. You aren't treating us well over here. Well, I'm gonna see what's going on on the other side." And 
Yeah, we know what happened after that. That's how things can split. That's how things can split. Pretty quick. All right, uh, speaking of splits, uh, Aaron Rodgers split, of course, with Green Bay. He's a Jet now. They did the press conference today. It, it's weird. Just seeing the logo behind him was weird. Different shade of green. I know it's still green, but it's weird. No gold to be found. No G anywhere on a on a logo. This is the best he's looked in a while. Like, he doesn't have the crazy Hitler hair or... Yeah. The shag, like he was clean cut, beard looked on point. Aaron Rodgers looks focused. It is interesting how, you know, when guys become Yankees, they always make the joke about the haircut they have to get. I don't know if, the, I don't think the Jets obviously have that reputation, but still, it, it does feel like, oh, I'm going to New York. Different media, uh-huh. different vibe. I'm going to get a good start, right? Good, good, clean start here. So Aaron Rodgers did that presser. Now, I always get it confused. Is it the Jets and the Mets? They're kind of more the blue collared. Like the fans, you're either fans of Jets and the Mets, blue collar version of them, and then you're fans of like Yankees or Giants. Good question. Not sure. I'm not okay. sure the combo. Sal and New Sal, York yeah, City. Let us know if you're listening. Let us know what those combos are. Uh, that would be my guess, but that's my simple mind and the rhyming Jets Mets. I don't know if that's the way it works. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, that would be my gut because uh, the other two feel more traditional, a mm-hmm. little bit more traditional and more more of a long run. Uh, so in addition to that, speaking of NFL and quarterbacks, let's get into the C.J. Stroud thing. Why today matters. We got some interesting sound for you. Why today matters. Brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Got a couple birthdays to mention here in a second, but Zay, let's get this CJ Stroud sound out there. We were talking about this cognitive the cognition test, the S2 cognition test. So whatever CJ's doing right now, working out for the draft, getting prepared, I guess there was a little media availability. And he was asked straight up about the cognition test, correct? Yep, and it's very sketchy what he says. So here's his answer to the cognition test about, I guess, is it true that the cognition test, or do you want to comment on the cognition test? Here's C.J. Stroud. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a test taker, so uh, I play football uh, for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and explain how I process football. The people who are making the picks know what I can do. Um, so that's all that matters to me. There's a whole bunch of uh, people who know how to coach better, know how to play quarterback better, know how to do everything on social media. But um, a man in the arena, that, that's what's tough, is, is stepping in the arena 10 toes. So, um, and I'm going to stand on that. And I know what I can do. I know I can process well. I know if I'm not, if I'm not the smartest quarterback in this draft, um, I know I'm one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL when I step in there tomorrow. So I got confidence in myself. And I, and, uh, I don't think you can play at Ohio State and not be smart. So. Um, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, man. Uh, at the end of the day, if you don't trust and believe in me, uh, I can tell you to watch this. What's your interaction? Yo, Ohio State ain't Northwestern, dog. Real careful what Michigan fans are going to do with that comment. I'm just saying. Uh, there, uh, a lot of people are going to comment on USC fans and others <laughs> will comment on that one. Oh, my God. All right, so let me see if I'm understanding this. First off, he tried to back up the uh, – to backtrack on the I don't have to explain myself to anyone. Well, you kind of do. What do you mean? That's, yeah, that's yeah, you that's do. a lot of the point of the draft and it's increasing good. your stock. You got to prove yourself. You got to prove yeah. that you're worthy of being picked. Yeah. So he's saying, I guess he's saying that the teams will know everything they need to know. It's a weird. I mean, that, obviously, that's not a denial of what came out. He didn't say. Let me be real clear. Um, my my, you know, my test was way above what whatever was reported. So he didn't deny that number. 
Um, didn't try to clarify that at all. And when your response is, I'm a football player, I play football, going to the man in the arena thing, stepping in with ten, ten toes, toes baby. and all that. Ten toes. I'm going to stand by that. You know who would have been real impressed with that answer? Cam Newton. Oh, man. That sounded like a Cam Newton answer, didn't it? It sounded fancy. Fancy, and there was all kinds of words and things. Yo, he got me a little hype too but when he started talking tendos, and you know, y'all gotta see, y'all gotta see me on in the field. Yeah, I'm and for then, real. And to say I believe I'm one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL when I step out on that field. Okay, all right, and you got to be smart to play at Ohio State and all that. And by the way, his accuracy is not in question here. But we had uh, Joe DeLeon on earlier. He made a great point. He, the, the issue that they're seeing with him is that first read is badass. First read, bam. How much of the NFL is the first read? Mm. There's a lot of it that's the second and the third and the fourth. And then there's some of it that's the Patrick Mahomes version of all of it broke down. Now what do you do? In college, there's a different version of that than in the pros. So C.J. Stroud is... You know, he's he's leaning heavily on something that a lot of guys have leaned heavily on over the years, but it doesn't always get you all the way through it. There is still obviously a lot of prep, a lot of classwork, a lot of stuff that has to be done to be successful in the NFL. As long as he does all that work and he's willing to, to bust his ass and do the work, he'll be fine. Yeah, and I think he's seriously getting penalized for the talent that he had around him. Like, all those wide receivers, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, you see Jackson Smith and Jigma, he'll probably go first round. You hear about Marvin Harrison Jr. might be going top five yeah. in 2024. Like, those guys can make up for a lot of mistakes. And like what Joe was saying, to you got your first read. Okay, that's cool. The first read was open a lot. Right. Yeah. You didn't even have to worry about the second and third read due to – Chris Olave or Marvin Harrison Jr. always being open. Yeah, and they're being covered by whatever the Indiana defense is that year. Yeah, Northwestern defense. Like, right. like it's still, you know. All those guys <laughs> don't get to play in the NFL. Yeah. You go, you get up there, and it's best of the best, and it, it does change. So um, we'll see. Now the reports are everything you read is Texans will not go quarterback. So now the question is, where will C.J. Stroud end up? And again, back to Joe DeLeon of the Believe Network. He says right now he's hearing it could be fourth quarterback off the board for Stroud. That it could have reorganized to Young will go first. Levis might have, through a combination of maybe the testing, maybe other stuff, that teams have just fallen for Levis and that arm, and they've fallen for, for Richardson and that arm, and then Stroud may slip down to four. Among yeah. the quarterbacks. Yeah, because Levis kind of has the opposite problem for C.J. Stroud. Who'd he have on Kentucky? Name me one wide receiver that they have right. that he was throwing to. Right. He was throwing guys open, making guys look good. So yeah. that's a huge difference. In the SEC, by the way. So uh-huh. that's that's a different look on and the And Richardson's thing. in the SEC. Same thing. Right. And they're both having to, you know, you both, you've got film with both of them facing Georgia. Guaranteed. For sure. Because they're both in that division. So you have that, whereas with Stroud, you have a little bit of a different— I mean, he faced Georgia. That was his best game. Now, that's true, right? You got him against Georgia, which is badass, but you also have him against Michigan and some other things. So that, And that's what Stroud should definitely push people towards. Go show him that, that film. He was incredible. He almost—I wouldn't say single-handedly beat him, but, I mean, he, he put something out there that damn near got that job done. Yeah. So— you, it, I hope it works out. I hope it works out for him. He's just got to know where that answer is going to lead people. He's just going to have to. Under, I mean, in a way, he sort of ate it. He didn't eat the eighteen rumor, but he did eat the idea of, look, man, this isn't going to be about me scoring high on a test. 
This is going to be about football, and I think I'm a good football player. Yeah, I'm denying that regardless. It might, I even if too. it's not 18, I'm saying, yeah, those scores weren't accurate, but my play on the field is what's going to show. Whoever takes me, they will see that. I'm not worried about what's going on, people talking, they could talk. It is what it is. See, I would have said what Mike Hard said on the radio yesterday in sort of referencing it. I would have literally said, if I'm Stroud, hey, y'all know when you – went to take that test back in the day and you didn't care about it at all and you went A, B, A, A, B, B, no, B, C, C, A. you can't say that. I was exhausted. I'd been, I just had landed like five minutes before and I was just trying to get it over with, man. So that's, you can't that's my say bad, that. but that's what I did. That's, that's, what that's the most I don't give a damn <laughs> answer he, you could throw out there. That's what he should have said. And he should have said, and by the way, the one, the team that administered the cognitive test, I didn't even want to play for that team, so that's why I did it. But that you can't do that because I don't think each team does it. Yeah. It's the NFL that it's the test. But yeah, that would have been. <laughs> I, I would not be good as his agent. That would not be. A, I would not be. A, I would not be the perfect guy for that. C.J. Stroud. We'll see where he ends up tomorrow night. He will be drafted, but is he going to be the fourth quarterback off the board? And then, if you really want to go crazy, rumor will Will Levis jump all the way up? To number one, like the Reddit rumor says he will. That's how you know it is the silly season about to come to an end. Draft is tomorrow night, and uh, we will continue to get you all that info on the Pluckers deal. Remember, go to hornfm.com, find out where the Horn folks are going to be. Uh, we'll be out at different Pluckers locations tomorrow, including Ball Don't Lie. Rod and Harge are going to be at the Link location, 3 to 6, and then Harge is going to hang out at the Link if that is your location. Coming up, Stems and Seeds, a crazy running back story. Uh, for the Big 12 this year. A guy that was going to be brand new in the Big 12 for his team, and now he's headed somewhere else. We'll get you that. Plus, we'll get you set up for the NBA tonight. This is The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chad and Zay. What the dilly, yo? All right. Just about to wrap up on a Wednesday. I was trying to listen for clues there. They were there. Sounds like somebody threw in Flipmo. Yep, that's a clue. Yeah? Uh-huh. That's not the artist, though. No. Okay. Is this one person or a band? One person. One person. <laughs> uh, I do not have a guess on this one. Ah, that's Who tough. is it? Buster Rhymes. Ah, okay. See, he's not a guy that I, 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 he's one of those guys I feel like I should know. Haven't heard enough stuff, though, to be able to recognize him. That might be next week. Okay. That might be next week. And the reason is, with Busta, for some reason, when I hear his name, I think that there's some rough voice involved. And I don't think that's true. So I'm not familiar enough with what he actually sounds like. Like DMX, the rep is there's a roughness in the voice. Yeah. Right? There's a little scratch there. But that's not the case for Busta, is it? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, just listen to him. His flow is 
very different, yeah. fast, really good. but very lyrical. Where and he was crazy. Yeah. Where is he on the list for you? Um, a lot of respect. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, he wouldn't be top fifty for me, but okay. a lot of respect for Busta Rhymes. Is he, he crazier than ODB? Mm, no, but they were close. Really? Yeah, they were tight. They were friends, or you mean they're close and crazy? Both. Oh, both. They okay. were friends. They were tight. They were on songs together. They used to hang out all the time. Please, yeah. tell, please tell me they did a full album and somebody has that, that story. Nah, they got songs together, Okay, though. all right. Very good. Buster Rhymes, Black Sheep, Cool in the Gang, Bananarama, South Soul Orchestra, and Aerosmith all on the show today, plus the easy E-N-W-A beat. We will skip the album swap this week because we're just going to keep talking draft tomorrow. Next week, we'll get into it. Sounds like I might be listening to a Buster Rhymes record. i got to find something for Zay to listen to next week um got a lot of stuff going on today let's get you this college football story and we'll talk a little nba before we get out of here here we go no stress no seeds no stems no sticks brought to you by av consultations 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com this is an interesting story and apparently was a surprise to dana holgerson too alton mccaskill the fourth if you know your uh, Houston football, you know that name. He was a badass running back for Houston, and they thought he was going to be their guy headed into the Big 12. He was the rookie of the year in the AC in 2021, 16 rushing touchdowns, more than any other first-year guy in college football that year. Hurt last year, coming off of, I think it was an ACL, and they were expecting him to be the guy he's transferring. Dana Holgerson says, I was a little shocked because the kid had a good spring, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. 6-1-2-10 out of Conrose. Eh? So we'll see if he ends up at another Big 12 school. Does he end up, what's the next opportunity for him? But Alton McCaskill will not be at Houston. Yeah, very interesting, especially knowing that he would be the main attraction there for U of H next year. But... Being that dominant in the AAC is a lot different than coming to the Big 12 and trying to, you know, mirror that same production. So maybe the NIL had a little bit to do with this. I don't know, but best of luck to him. I wonder what it's like to be a running back for Dana Holgerson. Because his rep to me is we're going to chunk it all around and probably ignore running backs. I wonder if that – but the kid had 961 yards a couple years ago. That's what ago. I'm saying. He can't argue I wasn't used. 16 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he can't say I wasn't getting touches at my that, last place. So is it the opposite, though? Is he saying, oh, man, Coach Hogerson wore me out. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Uh, keep an eye on that. We'll see where McCaskill ends up. Aaron Rodgers has the Jets presser today. And tonight it's four NBA games. Here we go, Zay. Do the Knicks close? it in Cleveland. Nope. You like okay, you like Cleveland like to Cavs. win. All right. Miami in Boston trying to finish this series. Miami and Milwaukee. I'm sorry, Miami and Milwaukee. My bad. Miami and Milwaukee. Are the Bucks done tonight? No. Bucks move Bucks win. Go back to Miami. Going back. Uh how about Lakers Memphis? Does LeBron finish it? Nope. I'm taking all lower teams Are you? winning tonight. Does, Every single one. Does that include, well, if you're taking the lower seed, you're taking Golden State? Are you taking uh, the well, okay. four home teams? You taking The Golden- teams that are down in the series, I'm taking them tonight in that 2-2. I got Golden State. You got Golden State in the 2-2. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll be talking about that tomorrow. And, of course, we'll be getting you ready for the draft tomorrow. Ball Don't Lie is coming up. Wednesday Night Flex, Longhorn Blitz, Fight Night, and Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Just keep it right here. See ya. Light the tower with Craig.